Well, hello and welcome. Thank you for joining us tonight. I'm Reverend Cassandra Ray and the spiritual director for the Center for Spiritual Living White Rock. We're an inclusive and progressive learning center of practical spirituality. We practice and teach tools for transformation, authentic self-expression and conscious living. So wherever you are on your path, whether you're soaring or struggling, there is a place for you here. And as we begin our gathering today, I respectfully acknowledge that I live and work on the traditional unceded territory of the Coast Salish nations, including Kwikwetlem, Tsleil-Waututh, and Stalo nations. And today is the eve of winter solstice. And did you know that winter solstice is actually one moment in time? And this year, winter solstice officially happens at 2.02 a.m. Pacific on December 21st. That's actually two in the morning tonight. So aren't you glad we didn't meet exactly on winter solstice? Because <laughs> that would be, yeah, in the middle of the night. And so winter solstice is the moment when the Northern hemisphere reaches the furthest point away from the sun. And this is why the days have been getting shorter and the nights have been getting longer. And well, I have some great news because at 2 a.m. this morning, we are turning a corner. Yes, the earth begins her journey, moving the northern hemisphere back toward the sun and bit by bit, day by day, the light will now increase and grow. So you've made it through, you've made it through the worst of it, you know, the, the most of it of the darkness this year. And this shift in our position in the cosmos it provides just this natural opportunity for you to make a shift in your life and in your spiritual journey. So tonight we've planned a very special gathering with personal stories, live music, and a winter solstice ritual to help you let go of what's complete, to ground into what's possible, and discover what the light wants to be in you this coming year. So let's turn this corner together. Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Merry Holidays. Thank you for being here with us. Let's anchor our time together in truth and spirit. I invite you to turn within and just taking a breath and fully letting it out. How good it is to gather on this sacred evening where we welcome the light, where we celebrate the return of the light, knowing that bit by bit, the light is stronger and more present. And just remembering that no matter what the experience of light on earth is, that there is an eternal source of light that is ever present, that cannot be extinguished, that is made of eternal love, that lives at the center of everyone and everything. And this one infinite light 
connects all life here on earth, in the universe, in the cosmos. And so I, I remember this connectedness, this oneness, and I allow this light to live and create in through and as me. And it's from this place of remembering that the truth of me is light, that I claim and affirm that the light nourishes and guides each one present here tonight. I know that there is something that is said or sung that is exactly what the soul needs to hear, that reveals the divine purpose within each one of us and lifts the spirit, enables the mind, open the heart to the purpose, to that spirit's highest vision that wants to be known now. And I am so grateful for each and every one that is here, that is blessing this time with their presence. Ah, oh, what a gift tonight is, knowing that the experience that's created here nourishes each one here and also reverberates out to everyone we connect with this week. Hmm. I'm so grateful for the healing that happens right here, right now, this night. Grateful for the music, for the technology, for each and every volunteer. And just so grateful for this community, the Center for Spiritual Living White Rock, that absolutely provides this place of grace for each one of us to grow and blossom. What a blessing. And so knowing that as I have spoken these words, the universe and that divine action of law has said yes, I too say yes to its perfect unfoldment, simply letting it be. And so it is. Good evening. My name is Georgia Neekin, and I'm the spiritual practitioner with the Center for Spiritual Living White Rock. And I'm speaking to you from Pitt Meadows. Uh, from the unceded territories of Kwantlen and the Katesi First Nations. I'm delighted that you're here to join us this evening as we enjoy the winter solstice together. It's a divine time for us to reflect. We have an opportunity to move inwards in a sort of spiritual hibernation. We can all enjoy our own rituals like meditation, contemplation, or just seeking silence. It's a powerful time to slow down Focus inward and let go of the old outdated that no longer serves. It's also the perfect time for setting our intentions around the cycle of life as it relates to the birth of a new project or a new phase in life. And tonight I'm going to talk to you about my experience with light and unexpected joy. I call it, how did I get here? My sister is an intuitive. She saw this coming. She told me that I would be in the belly of a huge structure. She told me that when I arrived to sit and let go and leave the suitcase full of old baggage behind. I'm sitting in the southwest corner of the very bowels of this mass massive stone structure below thousands of tons of sand and rocks and rubble. It's dark, very, very dark. And there are only small candles lit. There is fresh air coming from somewhere. I'm enchanted. There are 27 of us, most are shamans. I am not. The cavernous ceiling is no more than 10 feet above me. 
There is chanting, it is heard. I can hear from the shaman's voice. Her voice sounds very masculine and the Chinese-like language and song coming from her seems so very ancient. She is a Mexican. I close my eyes and imagine myself letting go of the old baggage that I've dragged along with me. The interior of this public, this pyramid, is not open to public. How did I get here? I'm terrified of dark and caves, and yet here I am, wondering in disbelief and awe that I'm sim simply sitting in the rubble on the ground of the very, in the very core of the Sun Pyramid in Teotihuacan. Suddenly it feels as though the ceiling has vanished and I envision millions of stars above me. The brilliant starry sky is open and immense. I tremble and I'm aware of my breath and the ancient chanting. The air feels damp as I continue to breathe and listen. Every part of me is keenly aware of this moment. I wonder, how is this possible? I watch as the shamans guide each person to stand under the very center of the point of the pyramid and the chanting sounds are intense and yet calming. It is my turn. I approach the center point with the assistance of on very shaky legs, the moment I'm standing under that po point. It feels as though there are thousands of tiny lights showering down upon me, flowing through my entire body. My body begins to shake uncontrollably. The shamans hold me up and now they are chanting. I make my wish and continue to let go letting go of all the old hurts that I've dragged around for over 60 years. The release is magnificent. As I stumble back to my place in the rubble, I ask myself, how will I ever explain this experience to anyone? Who would believe me? The tears are streaming down my face. I then go and get Nora, the head shaman. And for some reason I begin, I go up to her and I begin to call her mamacita. I'm crying uncontrollably and she holds me in her arms and rocks me and says soothingly, it's okay, my dear, you are home. You have come home. I have this overwhelming feeling of love and warmth. And as she continues to hold me, I feel as though I'm in the womb and I never want to leave this moment or this place. My unexpected joy was boundless. We began the day by gathering on the sacred grounds outside the pyramids near hidden caves that have been overlooked by generations of families that live on the land surrounding these majestic structures in Teotihuacan. We were told that we must be dressed completely in white. Everyone is wearing white and some have red cloth straps to wear on their heads or their waist. This time of year has special significance and wearing white brings en energy to the site and increases the energy received. The sun is spectacularly bright and the sky is in intense blue and completely clear. We are 3,000 feet above sea level. We are invited to stand in a circle and hold hands, left facing up, and to receive and right hand down to give. The head shaman begins a welcome invocation, acknowledging this sacred land that we are standing on. It occurs to me that at this moment, it's Sunday noon, April 24th, 2016, and it's two hours earlier in Canada. And if I were home, I would be at my spiritual center here at CSL, doing precisely what I'm doing here at the same time. We would be holding hands in the same manner, one hand up and one hand down. Our spiritual teacher would be conducting a similar prayer. I had chills running down my spine when I realized this and tears of gratitude began to flow. The head shaman then passed around an ancient carved stone artifact that had a huge keyhole at one end. 
She held this up to the sun and she began to conduct a ritual, first thanking the sun and then drawing the artifact to her forehead three times. She passed this around and we each had a turn to repeat the chant with the sun using the cherished object. I felt so blessed and enlightened by this ritual. My unexpected joy. This moment was boundless. Thousands of years ago, the Toltec were known through the Southern Mexico as women and men of knowledge. Toltec knowledge is not a religion. It honors all spiritual masters who have taught on the earth. It embraces spirit, a way of life full of happy, happiness and love. The mystical adventure had started when Norm and I had been having a very challenging year and we decided to get away and go for a holiday. We went to Mexico for the first time to visit a cousin. We thought we would just sit on the beach and drink tequila. <laughs> Interestingly enough, the universe had something greater in store for us. My cousin invited us to a dinner one evening and she had included some Mexican friends to join us. Carlos and Ide and the two young children, Luis, me and Valentina were positively delightful. They had all difficulty pronouncing our names. So we invited them to call us Oma and Opa. They were very young, full of life and vibrancy. During the evening, the conversation, they mentioned that they were going to Mexico City in three days to visit a pyramid. I got so excited. I told them that I've never, I've always dreamed of going to a pyramid since I was a wee child, going to the library and reading everything about pyramids that I could possibly get my hands on. I was so envious and tried to stem my enthusiasm by exclaiming how lucky they were to have this opportunity. They then shared something from their mother, Nora, the head shaman, the special gifts that she had and this unusual recording about, the, about Teotihuacan, which is just outside of Mexico City where she lived. They played it for us. I was getting goosebumps. I was so enthralled to hear this incredible message about the pyramid. They then turned to me and said, Oma, you must come with us. You and Opa were meant to come with us. I was ecstatic. Yes, I would love to come. Norman, my first husband, as you know him, looked at me mystified. We had only just met these people two hours ago and now we're going to run off to Mexico City with them? After dinner, he was clearly challenging my thinking around all of this, reminding me of all the things that could possibly happen in Mexico City. My response was, if you don't wanna go, I'm going. Everything, every fiber in my body knew that this was supposed to happen. Norm also knew that when his wife gets an idea in her mind, there's no point in trying to change it. It was during this conversation that my sister Penny had called us from Canada. Her reading confirmed my desire to go. My experience in the depths of that pyramid altered and transformed my thinking beyond anything I could ever have imagined. Entering that pyramid was an experience of understanding light and dark, physically and emotionally our invitation to enter a pyramid that was officially closed to public. We therefore entered after the site was closed that day. The grounds are usually covered with hundreds of tourists during the day. It was completely empty, just us and the 27 shamans. Getting into that pyramid was a considerable challenge. They opened a gigantic steel trap door and we had to climb down at least four very shaky, very long, steep, steep steel ladders down into the darkness. We had to use our phones to make our way along extremely narrow pathways that were less than five feet high in some areas. My intense fear of dark and very small places seemed to vanish. 
The light from the candles that we sat with in the center of that pyramid created for me a space to enter inwards, to recognize that light is inside. I never wanted to leave the pyramid that day. I felt as though I was in a womb, in dark, and yet full of life and energy and love. My unexplained joy was boundless. Namaste. Thank you, Georgia. Sounds like an amazing transformational experience that you had. And let's continue that tonight with one another. And I am just so pleased to introduce our musicians tonight, uh, Lori Jones and Eric Montgomery. Lori Jones is a multidimensional artist with a diverse professional background, having performed in regional theaters, jazz clubs, pop and dance bands on cruise ships, and as a backup singer on a variety of major label recordings. She holds a master's in music from the Boston Conservatory. And over the past several years, Lori's been primarily focused on performing and writing music that reflects her deepening spirituality in large part thanks to New Thought teachings and community. And after a wonderfully supported Kickstarter campaign, she released her first studio album in that realm called Walk Your Life in 2015. Oh, and now she's joining forces with her partner and co-producer, Eric Montgomery. Um, they've released a live collections of songs entitled Watch Love Rise. And Lori has enjoyed sharing her music in spiritual centers and a variety of other venues, conferences and retreats in the greater Pacific Northwest and beyond. And Lori also has an album from her cruise ship days called Have You Met Miss Jones, a collection of jazz cabaret tunes from her one woman show of the same name. You can totally find her online at lauriejones.com. And that's Lori, L-A-U-R-I, jones.com. And Eric Montgomery is a multi-instrumentalist, drums, keys, vocals, songwriter, recording artist, and producer with the sole purpose of raising awareness toward a planet that works for all. Absolutely. He has an extensive background in acclaimed original and cover bands in the Pacific Northwest and Denver areas. His diverse range as a musician has been called powerful, inspired, and remarkable by industry leaders. And Eric approaches music from a heart-centered shamanic healing intention. Wow. And I fell in love with, with Lori and Eric in the Portland area when I was there where we attended the same center. So of course, I am just thrilled to uh, welcome Lori Jones and Eric Montgomery. Thank you. This cold dark day of this twelfth month I lift my head looking for the sun I can't see it But it's there, it's there One beating heart, one smiling face One hand to hold, one warm embrace Can you feel it? Oh, feel it The light of love is what celebrate born to all in these holy holy days one life 
All the branches bear the fruitless trees Making way for what's to be I can't see it But it's there, it's there A bright new sun, a brand new life Rising up just beyond my sight I'm believing, oh, believing The light of love is what we celebrate Born to all in these holy, holy days One light of love, manger, menorah, In these holy, holy days One light of love Manger, menorah, mohindia One light, pure light The light of love The light of love Beautiful. Thank you. Wow. Hello, everyone. My name is Tamara Rossander, and I'm one of the practitioners here at Center for Spiritual uh, Living White Rock. And I would like to acknowledge that I live and work on the traditional unceded territory of the Coast Salish Nations, including, including the Stolo Nation, Semiamu, Katsi, Sawasan, and Kwantlen. Thank you. So, Reverend Cassandra asked me to talk today about um, the challenges between the dark and the light and coming into the winter months. So she kind of sent me a little outline saying, you know, this is the time of year. There's so much contrast between the light and the dark. While we might need to go through the winter of our lives, the light is always there, just as strong as ever. So we're simply situated situated away from it and it's a natural part of our spiritual path to go through the darkness and then it's okay it's the return to the light that matters so i was looking up a little bit about uh, what winter solstice was and what i i found was that it's the this year i mean for me i, I hope i think for a lot of people and and maybe not and maybe it's been a fabulous things but there's lots been going on but there's been many dark days and many light days. And I'm finding at this point of winter solstice right here, where the energy of winter is that that's going on, but it's about to turning within, going within. It's the fruitful darkness and the silence of which our soul's yearnings and our new aspirations can eventually emerge. So I know for me personally, since March, um, I've had a few more dark days than I care to count. I had my biological father pass away in March. That led me to grieving not only his passing and the transition, but also a relationship that I never had. 
And then I had my stepfather just pass away two weeks ago. Um, and he was the grandfather to my children, soulmate to my mother. And the devastation is still weighing heavily in our family. Uh, as my mother lives down in the United States, so we're not able to see her. We're working on getting her up to come and visit us. But it's just, just always a challenge. And then uh, throughout the year, I've also had three or four friends come with stage one cancer. And then just uh, two days ago, I was hit with another, whoops, or another, another dark day of a dear friend who is the friend that was always the life of the party, is always the, the one that takes life by the horns and runs with it. If she says she's gonna do something, she, she does it. And we've been to her house for numeral cocktail parties and pickling parties and um, also, oh gosh, what is that I'm thinking of? Oh, Oscars, yeah. She would throw us an Oscar party for all the women in the neighborhood every year. But it turns out that she was just hit with cancer. So I've been sitting with this and thinking, okay, Tamara, where is the light? Where is the light in this? When that friend with her courage and how and her strength, she's hit by it, what can I do? So of course, the first thing I've done in this last little bit is looking for the light and turning to prayer. I've reached out to my prayer partners. I've reached out to my community and asked for prayer for myself and for others. And I, I've been reading uh, Richard Wagami's books, Embers. And he says, watching morning break, I realize again that the darkness doesn't kill the light. It defines it. I believe that now, and for years I didn't, I believe that I was my failures, my mistakes, misjudgment, shortcomings and wrongs. But I'm not those things. I'm the light that shines from my faith, my courage, my willingness to be vulnerable and to be responsible and accountable. Moments of darkness only highlight the truth of these days. I'm moving beyond shame and I'm basking in the light of my own recovery and the brilliance that comes from allowing myself to be seen as I am. Warts and all. I'm not just those warts either. I'm the frog who wears them, gradually becoming the princess. And though I'd like to share an affirmation with you as well today is it is safe to look within. I love what I see in me. It is safe to look within. I love to see what is within me. And then I also remember this year, among all these challenges, I had a full knee replacement. And today I was walking along and, and I said, yeah, I, I think I see the light at the end of the tunnel. I feel like I'm turning that corner and getting my, my strength back, my flexibility back. And the lady said, no, yeah, you're in the tunnel right now and you're coming through. And I was like, that's right, I am. I can see that light and I know that my movement and my physical body, the freedom that I'm gonna have is, uh, 
is going to be so joyous. So one thing Richard Wagmus also said is nothing in the universe ever grew from the outside in. So I'm growing from the inside out. And I'll just end with one last thing from Debbie Ford. It is only when we have the courage to face things exactly as they are without any self-deception or illusion that a light will develop out of these events and by which the path to success may be recognized. You must go into the dark in order to bring forth your light. Thank you. Namaste. Whew. Tamara, I have chills up and down my body. Thank you so much for sharing your inspiration and, and, and your light, sharing your light and your authentic light. Thank you so much. And winter solstice is the perfect time to consider the mystery of transformation of light emerging from the darkness of the new emerging from the ashes of the old. And so tonight we honor this mystery in our world and in ourselves. For as it is in the great whole, so too is it in the individual. So tonight I'm inviting you to play an active part in activating transformation so that the great mystery of rebirth may prove itself once again in you. So together we can hold hand in hand, just like Georgia went into the cave of her own magical transformation. So too, as we come to the end of the great darkness for this cycle of our world, as it spins around the sun, our source of light and heat, we leave anything we would like to release or let go of in the darkness. So be sure that your paper and pen are close by and, and begin to allow your attention to drift inward to begin to just maybe even close your eyes if you'd like and to just begin to take notice of your, your inner self, your inner experience. And reviewing this last year with its seeds of possibilities, the work and dedication you've given to your life and activities, all that has been given to you in the way of harvest, you can now ask yourself, what are those things that feel complete? What are those things that have withered of their own accord, yet continue to take up space in your thoughts or your heart? What relationships are ready to be finished in the way that they have been? What dreams, projects, concerns, wars, disappointments or accomplishments, maybe a way of being, are ready to release that no longer serve you? 
So on one of the pieces of paper, simply begin to write down a list of words or symbols that represent everything you're ready to release. What is complete within you? And simply write down what comes up. You might have a thought or a sensation, a feeling, an image. Just write down everything that comes to you. What are you ready to release? What is complete? Put it all on the paper. Anything you would like to release, simply allow it to pour from inside of you onto the paper. And as we move further into this ritual, there will come a moment when the darkness takes these things from you, moving them into a state of nothingness, and they will no longer be in your life to use up your sacred energy. So carefully reflect on the things that have given their gifts to you and are now complete, for they will be gone. Add anything else that you would like to release. And so now it's time to release that which no longer serves you. I'd like for you to take your paper in front of you and rip it, pulling it away from you. So go ahead and rip it in half, pulling it away from you. And you can do it again. This is what you're complete with, what you're ready to release. You can rip it as many times as you would like. And know that when you are complete, when you are done ripping the paper, that you are purified, healed, and free. And so I bless, I bless these scraps of paper. I bless that these papers, they symbolize all that we are collectively ready to release, knowing that the darkness the blessed fertile darkness generously takes all that is complete in our lives. It takes it with no harm to itself or any living being.
It takes it and transforms it into potentialities and possibilities for other people in other times and places to create events, relationships, and circumstances in their lives that bless and teach. So know with me that all these events, projects, conditions, and ways of being are truly resolved and gone from your life. And so it is. is packed or the strings of light are broken I don't care if the gifts are wrapped or there's nothing here to open love is not a toy and no paper will conceal it love is simply joy that I'm home care if the carpet's stained, we've got food upon our table. I don't care if it's gonna rain, our little room is warm and stable. Love is who we are, and no season can contain it. Love would never fall for that. Missing
do that. And in this act of letting go, um, there is a new way for love, possibility, and purpose to unfold in your life. And lighting a candle symbolizes the spark of a new intention, which is now taking place physically and spiritually, connecting each one of us in hearts and mind. So we celebrate it here tonight, and together we will witness the light from within the darkness. And this light burns in you and as you. There is a place for you to shine your light this coming year. And in this moment, let us again, you know, turn within, allowing that that soul space, that intuitive heart space, just the still small voice within you, allow it to speak to you, letting it come clear and simply just ask, what is it that the light wants to be in you this year? So let's take a few moments to grab the second piece of paper and your pen to simply write down, write down what you notice when you ask spirit within you, when you ask your soul, what is it that the light wants to be in you this coming year? It may be a project that will change the lives of millions of people, or it may be the heal, maybe the healing that comes from one act of compassion. It may be a single piece of what you will do this year, or it might be the entire work. Simply tune in to what is it that the light wants to be in you this coming year. So pay attention to the thoughts and ideas that come to mind, the feelings in your heart, sensations in your body, and write down, write down that which inspires you, that which you know is yours to be or do. It can be specific or general. There's no getting it wrong. There's simply getting it. So what is it that the light wants to be in you this next year?
The rebirth is at hand. The light in the darkness is ready to be reignited. And the transformation of that which was into that which will be is about to happen. And if you have a candle to light, please get it ready now. And if you can, safely dim the lights in your room. Now what I'm gonna do is I'm actually gonna go into gallery view here so that I can see you and go ahead and, and turn off your lights if you can. Do that safely, watching your step. Ooh, it's dark, yes, it is. Oh, there's a little bit of light. So when you are ready, please light your candle in honor of a word or a phrase or a feeling that came to you. I affirm my freedom and your freedom in lighting this candle. I light it in honor of the love that you are. And so I invite you to light your candle in honor of that which wants to be known as you now and in this coming year. Go ahead and shine your light. Mm. Oh, how good it is to witness the light in you become brighter as it is contrasted with the darkness. And isn't it amazing how beautiful, do you see how bright and beautiful the sacred light shines? The light has once again been born from the darkness. The old has left us and the new is shining from within us. May the light in this room go forth to heal and bless the whole world. And collectively, let us bless this light, knowing that each one of us is absolute pure love, enough as you are, destined to express the divine spirit through your authentic self. And so it is. When I'm caught up in trying to move forward Trying so hard to find a better way When my mind won't stop When I'm beating myself up I know it's time to stop and gently say enough to feel the breeze on my face it's enough to just breathe 
It's enough to know the love that's in my heart. It's enough. That was absolutely, thank you, thank you, blessings, blessings. That was absolutely beautiful, beautiful, thank you. Hello, beautiful people. My name is Jill Ingalls, and I am a practitioner at this wonderful community. I respectfully acknowledge that I live and work on the traditional unceded territory of the Coast Salish nations, including Semiamu, Katsi, Stolo, Wasonic and Kwatlin. This sacred time together opens my heart and feeds my soul. When my soul is fed, it gives me with the deep desire to serve. It fills my heart with love 
and compassion. It grows me. It guides me to expand and offer more to the outside world, to live from this place within. I am deeply grateful for this beautiful teaching. I am deeply grateful for the spiritual tools that I have learned and practiced and continue to learn and practice. I am grateful for my deep connection with my minister, my Prax sisters, and this vibrant, beautiful community and beyond. So when I think of tithing to this center, I go to a place in my heart and think of the joy, the love, the living experience that this teaching and this community has so abundantly given me. It has enriched my life beyond measure. It is invaluable. I would like to ask each of you to ask yourself, is my heart full tonight? Is my soul being fed? And if it is, then give joyfully from your heart. We gratefully receive your gifts of any size and amount. There are three different ways you can give. You can donate on our website. You can also mail us a check or send an e-transfer. All of this information is in the Zoom chat. Our founder, Ernest Holmes, reminds us that the divine loves a cheerful giver. I leave you with this affirmation. I give with joy and an open heart, knowing that divine love within blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. And so it is. Hello, everybody. My name is Diane Vachon, and I am one of the practitioner for CSL White Rock. And I invite you to stay within, to keep your heart open for a little bit longer, as I'm going to say a closing benediction, a closing blessings. So we give thanks for this experience because that experience by itself is spirit expressing itself through each one of us who were very active in the, in the um, experience or who received the open heart and the gifts. I am so grateful to know that the light of love that is in me is within each one of you. And I know for sure that this love and this light is going to continue to express, to show, to shine in the world to the people around us and the people that could be far away for whatever reasons, to the people who need 
for us to shine the light, the love, and the joy that is in our heart right now. We need to share this. We cannot keep it just for ourselves and we cannot close our, our heart. And I know for sure that this is what is going to happen. This is what is happening. We have a smile on our face. We have a big heart and we are so thankful, grateful to know the truth of spirit expressing itself through everything. And so it is. Oh, thank you, Diane. Such a beautiful <laughs> blessing. And thank you to each and every practitioner for sharing their beautiful presence here tonight. And for Eric and Lori for sharing your voices and your music with us. Just thank you so much for being here. I want you to know how deeply loved you are by the universe itself. And my affirmation and wish for you is that you are free to express your authentic self in all of your glory this coming year, stepping up, stepping into your divine purpose and so it is thank you so much for being with us tonight